Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes. Welcome to Conversations from the C-Suite. Hello, hello, hello. Uh -oh. This is oh, Dr. I know Stephanie why it's doing. Sorry, I forgot to turn my <laughs> my volume down on my iPad there. But anyway, we will begin broadcasting very soon. I would just like to take a few minutes to ask you to share this out. Share this out to your network to your pages and your groups. And as always, I ask you to engage in the power of three. Please make sure that you share this out to at least three groups or pages or invite at least three people. I believe in the power of threes because we're talking about great things that are going to help us to be greater in our lives, our businesses, our careers and beyond. So please tap into that. I'm going to take a few minutes to share it out myself. And in the meantime, get your favorite beverage and we will come back and get started with conversations from the sweet C-suite, a girlfriend's guide to being a CEO. So just hold on, make sure you engage in the power of three and invite at least three people or share it out at least three times because we want to have a vigorous conversation today. All right, here we go. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready to have some great conversations from the C-suite? Well, if you are, you are in the right place. I am Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, and I want to welcome you to Conversations from the C-Suite, A Girlfriend's Guide to Being a CEO. And we are so excited to be back with none other than the awesome Sheila Rivers. She's going to be joining us today as we Fix it, Jesus, because even though we may take everything to the Lord in prayer, there are some things that we need to have help from a licensed professional. So we're going to talk about that intersection and talk about how important it is to maintain our spirituality and our mental wellness. So, of course, I am your host, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, CEO of C-Suite Women's Network, where I help women and a few good men to be the CEOs of their lives so they can be better CEOs in their businesses. And I believe that every woman ought to be the CEO of her life. She needs to have a seat at the table and to create a seat at the table for others because there is power when women gather. That's why we're having these conversations. It's a power-packed hour that provides women a platform for sharing their business and career experiences because life doesn't quit 
when you turn off the light and leave your office or leave your business, that's when things really begin. And there is an intersection between who we are as people and who we are in the business world. So we want to make sure that we are being true CEOs and not just waiting on things to happen because CEOs really make it happen. And you may ask, why are we having conversations from the C-suite? Well, as you know, the C-suite is where decisions are made in any company. And every one of us has a C-suite in our lives where we are making the decisions to create the life we desire and deserve. So whether we are a CEO on the rise, we're trying to get it all figured out. Whether we are a CEO on the move, we, we're, we're there, we're getting there, and we want to make it even better. Or where we, whether we have arrived at CEO status, we know what it is we want, and we just need to tweak and continue to go higher. This is a conversation for you. So here in the Girlfriend's Guide to the C-Suite, we are having powerful conversations. We want to make sure that we learn something. Feel something, but most of all, do something because the CEO is not the chief excited officer, but the chief executive officer means they are getting things done. So this is not just a conversation and it won't be just a soliloquy because I'll be bringing our guest on in just a moment. But make sure that you are part of the conversation. Please, please, please post your comments in the feed. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts, but also if you have questions, and I hope you do, because the chief executive officer is also the CIO, the chief inquisitive officer, you've got to ask the questions and you've got to have a desire for why. So make sure that you get your questions ready because we will be able to answer those towards the end of the show. So we want to make sure that this is a conversation that includes you too. So are you ready? You know, whether you report to a CEO or whether you are the CEO of your own business, you are the CEO of your life. So let's get ready to talk about strategies. Let's talk about things that help you to capitalize on your most powerful asset, which is your power of choice, the power to choose to create extraordinary outcomes in your business and your life. So. Let's get ready to fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Jesus. So I'm excited. We're going to bring back to the stage none other than the awesome Sheila Rivers. And for those of you who are just joining for the first time, let me tell you about this CEO, this powerful CEO that is in the lobby, ready to come to the, to the virtual stage. Sheila Rivers is a licensed, certified social worker, soon to be doctor. Sheila Rivers. We're going to claim that she is uh, also in a doctorate program where she is furthering her education to get to an even higher C-suite. She provides counseling services for individuals, children, adolescents, adults, couples, families, and groups. She covers the entire gamut. And not only is she a licensed professional, healthcare professional, she is a CEO in her own right. She has launched her own business and she's the mother of five. Her most recent graduate just left the house. Not, not, not really, but she has homeschooled her youngest. And that is a, another accolade that shows the power of this CEO. So without any further ado, 
I want to bring to the stage none other than Sheila Rivers. She will be joining us shortly. Let me get her name on here right. All right, and here she is. Hi, girl. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. So glad to have you back on Conversations from the C-Suite. We've had some scintillating conversations before, and I know that this evening will be no different. So you know how we get this started. We want you to share the who, the what, and the why. Who are you? What do you do and why are you making CEO moves? Awesome. Awesome. I'm Sheila Rivers. I'm owner and chief therapist of River Psychotherapy Services. As Dr. Stephanie has already given me an amazing uh, welcome here and introduction. I won't recap that for her. But we are um, our motto here at River Psychotherapy Services. We are empowered to make a difference. So I'm excited every day we come in. I have an amazing staff that uh, works really well with myself and um, we've just hired two other therapists. So things are going really great here at River Psych. Oh yes, we're talking about CEO moves, some real CEO moves. Right. Um, so I'm excited, uh, we are growing real fast, real big, um, and we, we are just making a difference here um, in individuals' lives that enter our doors every day. So why do you do what you do? Why have you taken this big step to open your own practice and now to expand it? Because in the last show, she shared, y'all, she got a million dollar revenue goal. She ain't playing. She ain't playing. <laughs> so tell us, why is it that you do what you do? Well, it's, it is my passion because if I was, I was one of those women that walked into uh, one of my psychologist's office and uh, basically was at the end of my rope, bottom of the barrel. And I am a firm believer that therapy works. So mm -hmm. I just feel like if all the things, I'm not going to tell my entire story here tonight though, but all the things that I've encountered and now I'm in this peaceful place, um, peaceful, successful place. Let me say that, yeah. that um, I want to be able to encourage other women that walk in my door there at that place, that they can also be at this peaceful, successful place. Okay, well, you know, this is a girlfriend conversation. I got my wine. You you put it out there. So I'm going to pull it back in because I do believe our stories are great testimonies, great power. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? You know, if you don't want to lay it all out there. But I do think it is important for us as women to appreciate that we all go through something. And a lot of times we are reluctant to seek help because we think it's just us. And we think that somehow because we need help that something's wrong, but a great CEO always has a great team. Hashtag that hashtag CEOs have great teams. They don't do it by themselves, but just share a little bit about your story that, that helps us all to put this in perspective because she's very qualified, very great at what she does. She helps other people. But how did she get there? How did you get to where you are now? Um, and I don't, I don't mind telling my story at this point. There was a point when I didn't, where I actually mind, uh, where I, you know, was ashamed and had some guilt carried with my story. But I learned that um, my story, telling my story, was my healing point. Mm, um, so, yeah. teenage mom, and at the age of um, fifteen, I had three children. And people say three at 15. Well, the first set was twins, boy and girl were twins. And then the second one was um, uh, another son. So I 
three kids at the age of 15. My father was a minister, Baptist minister. Mm-hmm. And um, I married at 17, moved about 3,000 miles away from home. I went directly from my father's house to my husband's house with no finding out who I am. I was simply, I simply went from a teenager to being a mother and then to being a wife. Um, and, and in that was um, an abusive relationship. Uh, I was married for about 10 years. And um, he, at first it was just psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with that psychological abuse uh, came some physical abuse. Um, and I didn't realize that it was psychological abuse. I, you know, I just figured that's kind of way life was and, and people lived this way. Um, and learning more, my son was diagnosed with the, the third child was diagnosed with um, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing um, a therapist for him because all we knew was, you know, you misbehave, you got a, you got a spanking. You misbehave, you got a spanking. You misbehave, you got a spanking. Well, that didn't work. And then finally someone said, well, you know, he may have ADHD. I had no idea what that was mm-hmm. and sought help from a social worker. Um, and from that, which kind of sparked my career, he, he kind of sparked in me doing this digging and research about what is ADHD. And this must have been, oh, my gosh, late 80s, I think, mm-hmm. um, early 90s. So I had no idea, like, mental health-wise. I'm from this very small town. We didn't address mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, seeking help from her. Um, and just finding different ways that, you know, to be a better parent, um, that was that was kind of my first introduction to mental health, mm-hmm. uh, was, was seeking help be- for my son, and then how could I be a better parent? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My husband, he didn't want to participate in it, so it was perfectly okay. So it was just me and the kids would always go to therapy. And, and so that sparked my first class was my psychology class mm-hmm. in that. And in that psychology class, I just started to learn so much. And I fell in love with, with psychology and learning new behaviors. So that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of the beginning of, of my story later on to be in a relationship um, and, and had a total meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, quit my job, walked off my job, was drinking heavily, mm-hmm. um, and end up walking into one of my old professor's office, which she was a psychologist and she was no longer teaching. So I walked into her office one day and just sat there sobbing. Mm-hmm. And um, she, she came out, she says, I don't have any, I don't have any room on my um, calendar today to see you. I said, well, I'll, sit, I'll just sit here. Mm-hmm. And so I sat until she really made, she, she took a moment during her lunch break and saw me for about 30 minutes. And from there, um, was my process of healing mm-hmm. after the really terrible relationship breakup. Mm-hmm. And, and since then, um, I have done my whole, my whole life, my mind, body, soul, spirituality, everything that we've covered over these last three weeks has been what I have lived mm-hmm. and recreating my, my new balance in life. And spirituality was one of these things. So many times I would say, fix it, Jesus, you know, yeah. and, and trying to find that place Mm-hmm. of peacefulness. Um, so here I am, uh, several years, many, many years later. Um, and I'm doing exactly giving back exactly what um, someone gave to me. Yeah. And I just want to just <laughs> take a moment and pause and just celebrate you because, you know, you, you, you mentioned kind of two very powerful things that I hope that our, our listeners, our uh, fellow CEOs uh, heard is that, you know, you decided that 
telling your story, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but telling mm -hmm. your story gave you power over the facts because a lot of times, you know, we'll hold things in out of shame, out of guilt, and, and, it, and it creates a power over us. But mm -hmm. sharing your story in a productive way, because, you know, there is non-productive ways to do that, but being able to share it on this platform and not only to just share your story, but to transform it into a way to not only heal yourself, but to heal others is a very powerful thing. So I just want to celebrate you personally for taking mm -hmm. that step personally for um, for deciding that even though your relationship was broken, you were not. And yes. that those parts of you that were broken, that you had the power to heal yourself. Which is which is so important, and as we face different things as 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 CEOs as women, because we're gonna face breakups of different kinds. You know, yours was literally a breakup of a marriage. We have breakups with jobs. You know, we have breakups with our money, breakups with friends. I mean, these things that can break us if we don't try to fix it. And so that was kind of just just something I just wanted to just take a moment and just celebrate you for. And and then the second powerful thing that that you have shared and I want to get into, uh, you know, is just how you use your brokenness as a foundation for launching a platform now where you are healed, but you're using that to heal others. And so, again, just want to celebrate you. And for those of you who are watching, listening, let's give her a virtual round of applause, virtual celebration, because we need to celebrate each other when we experience these powerful decisions, because this is not something that we do alone. And when we celebrate each other, it, it fortifies us individually and it, and, it, and it helps us all. That's why I say it's powerful when women gather. So I celebrate you and I invite others to celebrate you as well. So getting back to fixing it, Jesus, <laughs> you know, as, as the, as the daughter of a minister, you've got some, you got some hand claps out there. I hope you know. Hey, oh, hey, yes. And as the, as the daughter of a minister, because you mentioned that, you know, how has that influenced your relationship with spirituality, particularly as it relates to mental health, mental wellness, and, and the process of healing? Well, I will tell you, my, my daddy was my first example of, um, of mental health. And mm -hmm. he didn't even know that's what he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, he would always take the approach of seeing people as who they were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not like he would go, uh, you know, we lived in a little small town and he'd go down what we call on the slab mm -hmm. and hang out with the winos. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they would, you know, they would have all, just the ultimate respect for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Rev, you know, with Rev, I ain't gonna stop drinking my beer. He was like, mm -hmm. well, don't start, don't stop. I still need you to be yourself when I come. Mm -hmm. you know? And so he would always show them ult, an ultimate sense of respect. Mm -hmm. uh, and also seeing them as human beings, not as the drunk. Mm -hmm. I've actually written a piece about him and how I learned how to be basically a social worker through him. Mm -hmm. And when people walk through my door, I can't see them as, you know, bipolar, as that person with bipolar or schizophrenia or the person with dis with depression or this really horrible mom who, you know, who just lost her kids or whatever. I have to see her as a person. 
um, first and foremost. And um, a lot of times I won't even read a profile Mm -hmm. before they walk in my door. Only thing I need to know if they have a violent behavior and that's it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you get a clean slate. And mm-hmm. so you can tell me your story when you walk in my door mm-hmm. with no judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you so know, that's I'm just going to put a pin in that right quick because, you know, I just think that's something that's so important as, as we explore this whole mental health journey and, and preserving our minds and, and empowering our minds is <clears throat> we have to see each other as, as human beings and see each other. As, as who we are, because a lot of times, particularly women, we can be very critical of each other. Let's face it. You know, we can be very judgmental. And mm-hmm. like you say, just listening, because I know I wrote a piece a long time ago about, um, you know, don't don't judge a woman until you know her story. And the only way that you get to know her story is to have a conversation. You got to talk and you got to listen and you got to be willing to get to know the person and not just the profile. Yes. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Um, And then embracing who you are Mm -hmm. as my dad, actually, that was one of the things that he taught me. You're not going to be like everybody else. So don't compare yourself to everybody else. Embrace who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm a therapist and I I was, I was a broken person Mm -hmm. prior to this, but embracing that, um, embracing that has, I think, enhance me, my my therapeutic um, mm-hmm. stance mm-hmm. um and so being proud almost of where you came from mm-hmm. um, and and finding a sense of what is the lesson there not necessarily all of these things that have happened to us being a bad thing but what is the lesson to be learned yeah. Um, so everything that crosses our path, good, bad, ugly, has a lesson to go along with. Yes. So it's up to us to find out what is what is this teaching us at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times, if we don't learn that lesson, we keep repeating it over and over again. That is true. That is um, so so finding the lesson in um, in every moment, being present possibly in every moment. That was another thing that they actually taught me. Mm-hmm. He says, you can't worry about tomorrow. He says, you're going to miss out on the beautiful things that you see today if mm-hmm. you keep worrying about what is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so that's talking going to be grounded um, when, when we're looking, when we're going through our chaos and frantic life and constantly saying, oh, dear God, what is this? Fix it. Jesus, can you, when you're going to answer it? Thank you, Jesus. You're like somebody killed the music for us, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, so finding finding your grounding place in in that moment when you feel frantic and chaotic, how do you how do you do that? And so I've learned those things, and not to you know keep referring back to my father, but he was the one that mm-hmm. taught me how how to remain grounded even when there's a whirlwind continuously going yeah. around around me. Um, one of my favorite scriptures, you know, was faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Right. And, right. and so I learned to not depend on what I saw right then, but mm-hmm. depend on what what I knew could happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which was anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. anything was possible. And and so to this from this 
up until this day, even when we have our meetings, um, our staff meetings, um, everything that we've talked about has come to pass. Every single thing that we've come talked about has come to pass. And so I say that um, to say anything can happen. Yes. Yes. Anything, anything can happen. Yeah. And, and you know, the question that I have to ask is, you know, um, you're kind of getting into the heart of a perceived, a perceived a conflict between church and therapy. And it's and it's so interesting, you know, of course, that you are the daughter of a minister who is now a therapist. And, you know, a, a lot of times, uh, particularly in the black culture, you know, we are discouraged from seeking mental health treatment. And instead, we should just take it to the Lord in prayer. And certainly, I believe, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know what you believe, I don't know what anybody else believes, but I believe prayer is a extremely important part of my mental wellness. I just, I just speak for myself. Prayer and meditation is so empowering. However, it may not be enough, you know, because I, I always kind of take the position on anything as it relates to faith, because I believe in faith, right? But I believe it's faith. With, I also know about the scripture that says faith without works, you know. So as, as we really explore this whole issue of spirituality, church, mental wellness, and, and even sometimes the disdain by, quote, the church for uh, mental health, wellness and treatment. You know, how do we cross that bridge to where we can peacefully have the, the coexistence of church and therapy. You know, where do those things cross? You know, what's the deal, girl? Woo! So, <laughs> and get my mind on that. I know, you ain't my mind on that one. <laughs> so, I, I say, I, I truly believe that prayer is part of, um, is part of a coping mechanism, okay? Um, yet mental health, there are other components that go along with caring for your mental health, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we must address dysfunctional behaviors. Mm -hmm. We must address um, generational dysfunctions mm -hmm. uh, where there's, you know, constant incest or being um i heard one of my sisters say you know usually black women are usually suspicious of other black women mm -hmm. and where did that come from like how did where did that come from so dysfunctional beliefs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and addressing um those mental health issues depression mm -hmm. anxiety Mm -hmm. um, and all of those, and I, I believe, and I'll tell anyone, even in therapy, I will say using the Bible or using any religion has a guide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, know, they have, you know, Muslims have the Quran, um, Christians have the Bible. And so they give us instructions on how to handle those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, also. Yeah. But also, attaching a mental health piece to that to address those dysfunctions mm -hmm. in our everyday life are also given to us mm -hmm. through professional help. So connecting those two things, um, not to discount one or the other, but I think they both go together. 
Mm-hmm. And and having a balance, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And so I don't, and not necessarily religion or the Bible, but just finding a sense of peace among yourself. Um, I think I wrote discovering purposeful living and soulful living. That was one of the things I wrote down. Mm-hmm. And purposeful living, that is a combination of your spirituality and a balance of mental health stability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that that is kind of my take on it. Um, yeah. Is is having a balance between yeah. both of those. Yeah. And finding a, a sense of purposeful living and soulful living. Yeah. Um, in that. Because I know I saw a uh, post, I don't know, some months ago, weeks ago, you know, on Facebook, and, and things like this have popped up from time to time, real life conversations on my feet mm-hmm. and so forth. But just kind of this whole um, fixation, I'll call it a fixation with mental health issues being demons. And, you know, there are accounts in the Bible about demons being, you know, in, um, you know, in humans and, and, and in fact, Jesus, you know, delivering someone from demons and, and so mm-hmm. forth. So, you know, when, when we think about those things, you've mentioned, you know, the Bible is a guide and it's instructions and it has all these wonderful, powerful lessons for us on how to live with each other and, and treat each other uh, kindly and just, just ways to, to, to be good in, in the world. But, you know, Mm -hmm. when we have a fixation, if you will, on mental health issues being demons, you know, does that help or hurt? You know, how do we get past that so that, you know, we can, one, feel free to talk about our issues in church and with people of the church, Christians, Muslims, whatever, you know, whatever, being able to talk about it in whatever setting uh, that our faith is in. You know, how do we get past that stigma that somehow the mental illness itself is something evil or bad or a demon or so forth or whatever category you want to put it in? And so I I usually consult. I have a friend um, who is a minister and he's also a licensed um, professional counselor. So a lot of times I will consult with him when it comes to um, some of my spirituality questions that I have. Um. And breaking that stigma is, oh my gosh, that's been generational. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that that is something that now, because mental health is so much in the forefront, mm-hmm. um, we are educating and educating and, and having conferences and churches mm-hmm. and providing information to debunk that myth mm-hmm. of that being um, something, some spiritual evil um, I don't know what you want to call it, but um, providing just providing education and, and um, intervening for people. Yeah, that so you're saying that I'll I'll quickly call somebody on it when they say, "Oh, it must be an evil spirit." You know, I I don't I don't know. I I don't specialize in evil spirits. I specialize in mental health. Yeah. So so what I see is um, dysfunctional behaviors and um, mental health illnesses. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer that those things are an illness. Um, and for me to say that it is a spirit, that's that is not my expertise area. My right. expertise area is mental health. Right. And you know, and I think it is important for us <clears throat> to have the dialogue, which is why you know we're we're beginning this discussion, this discussion, and we're we're continuing this series because 
you know, maintaining our C-suite lifestyle, you know, being able to focus enough to make those decisions to create the life we desire and deserve truly rests on the state of our mental wellness. Right. And unless we're able and willing to confront that it is no different than our physical wellness, you know, we have to exercise our minds, exercise our spirits as much as we exercise our body. I mean, those things go hand in hand and it's, and it's not an either or, and it's not, uh, you know, something that we should ignore and, and not talk about. And we've got, oh, great. We've got some great comments in here. Those in a minute. Thank you so much for sharing. Because like I said, this is something when we tell our stories, we empower ourselves, we empower each other, and we give ourselves the power to move forward. And I just want to uh, transition the conversation. We'll go, go to a quick sponsor break. But after this uh, message from our sponsor, I do want to get into just this whole issue around, you know, what is spirituality and, and how do we understand it for ourselves so that we're able able to manage. So think on that right quick while I give you this quick message from our sponsor. Tonight's episode is brought to you by none other than the Real CEO Movement by C-Suite Women's Network. Do you want to own your own business but don't know where to start? Are you ready to expand your business but don't know which thing to put down and what to pick up next? Or are you ready to take your business to the next level? Well, then if you are, then you should join the free, free, not paid, free webinar to learn strategies that will help you to capitalize on the choices that you can make to get yourself on a great business foundation, but also to take your business to the next level. So join the C-Suite Women's Network presentation of Are You a Real CEO? Or are you just playing one on TV? Seven pitfalls to avoid when creating, building, or growing your business. This free webinar will be July 17th, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And you can go to bit.ly forward slash real CEO to join. So thank you so much for our sponsor, C-Suite Women's Network. And of course, if you are interested in being a sponsor on Conversations from the C-Suite, a girlfriend's guide to being a CEO, please send an email with the subject line CSS Sponsorship to Stephanie at drstephaniedbarnes.com. And of course, as we get ready to transition back into the conversation, I do want to take a moment to appreciate all of our guests who have joined us. Thank you for those who are viewing, who are listening, those who shared, those who put in comments. And like I say, we are going to hear those comments. And I'm just going to take a quick moment to just give a couple of shout outs. I want to give a shout out to one of my favorite CEOs. We worked together many years ago and she was always a great professional, great, great woman to work with. And that is none other than Wendy M. Smith Taylor. We used to be relatives and then my name used to be Taylor and her name Taylor, but we still, we still, we still girlfriends, but thank you so much for joining. Always appreciate you. Always appreciate you willing to share. And I just want to say this, you know, Wendy has shared her story. And like I say, it's powerful when we share our stories. And she's not ashamed. She's not feeling anything other than empowering herself and others to share that she suffered from depression for over 23 years. 
and used to really bother her how people from her church would say she was crazy or wasn't a Christian because of her depression and how God has gotten her through some dark times. But at the same time, she was thankful that she did avail, I'm, a, I'm a paraphrasing, avail herself of the help God sent to her in the form of doctors and mental health professionals because she was uh, needed that professional help. And a lot of times, you know, again, it's it's not just about faith, but it's faith and works. And when God sends us gifts, which I truly believe physicians, medications, uh, therapies, all of those things are things that he has made available to us. So whoever it is you believe in, I believe in God. I just put that out there. But whoever it is, you know, we have to take advantage and avail ourselves of that. So I just want I just want to give a shout out to you, Wendy, for sharing. Consuela, thank you so much for joining. We've got Yolanda. Thank you so much. Sorrel, I hope I said your name right. That's so pretty. Sorrel Cristal. It might be Sorrel Crystal, but you know, I'm a little extra. So I had to put the Sorrel Cristal. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much, Rebecca, Lakita. I don't know if it's Lakita or Laquita. So I'm going to say both. Lakita, Laquita, we love you. Because some people, you know, um, it's silent. Some people is not. But I just want to thank y'all so much for joining. And y'all have to excuse me. You know, I can be a little too extra at times. But I have fun because this is such, I enjoy getting women giving women a voice, taking themselves off mute. So with that, I'm a hush. I'm gonna be quiet for a little, for a little bit. And we're going to get back into this conversation of, of really looking at what is spirituality and, and, you know, how do we, how do we figure that out for ourselves? What does that mean for us? First of all, I want to go back. I want to go back to Wendy and say, Wendy, congratulations. I am so thankful that you actually shared that information um, publicly for us. Um, I also was on medication and I will take medication if I need it again. I, my life get a little bit too stressful. Mm -hmm. Well, it be to 150 milligrams would do me just fine. Yes. <laughs> so, so Wendy, I want to say yes, congratulations. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and we have to understand that depression has been proven. Research has proven that depression is a chemical imbalance in our brain. I won't get into a huge neuropsycho um, lesson about what's missing and what's not what's not there, but it is proven that it, it is a a chemical imbalance in our brain. And we can't just say it's the chemical imbalance and it's better, or we can pray it and say, you know, it's better. We need medication in order to fix that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Thank you for sharing. Y'all yeah. keep keep taking your medication. Okay, yeah. it's working. <laughs> I would say the same way that you know we need medication to regulate our blood pressure. Yes. Or, or you know for blood pressure, I don't know what you regulate. It might be pressure, whatever it is. Whatever blood pressure medications do <laughs> does, you know, it, it's the same thing. So avail yourself of the tools that God sends you. However you want to see it, however you want to take that. We need to do that. So back to you, Sheila. <laughs> right. Um, and two, the second thing I want to point out is we don't go to an ear doctor if there's something wrong with your heart. Say that. We. <laughs> I know <laughs> we yearn. <laughs> we, don't, we don't go to, you know, we, we go to someone that specializes in cardiac or, mm -hmm. or cardi yes, in cardiac, um, a cardiologist. That's what I want to say. But, and we have to think of mental health the same way. Oh, why wouldn't you? 
So you're going to go see someone that doesn't specialize in mental health mm-hmm. to help you with your mental health. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make any sense. So, and then again, why would you go see an ear doctor or ear, nose and throat doctor for something that's going on with your heart? Mm-hmm. That, I mean, when we say it like that, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask a question. You make a very good point about, you know, how we need to go to the right kind of specialists to help us with whatever our, our our issue is. You know, I'm sure a lot of us kind of get confused about the different kinds of health professional, mental health professionals that they are, because of course you are a licensed so- social worker, there are psychologists, there are psychiatrists. You know, what is the difference? Does somebody have to have a PhD, a doctor in front of their name to be qualified? What, how, if we're looking or thinking about getting mental health, how do we figure out the, the kind of provider, if that's the right way to say it, to go to? Right. Um, I look for someone or I would recommend someone that is board certified, okay, mm-hmm. through the state, not, um, you know, John Doe's board of certification, mm-hmm. um, but a license through the state mm-hmm. for mental health. So my license is a licensed certified social worker. Mm-hmm. I am certified through the state of Mississippi, the state of Alabama, and pending the state of Louisiana Board of Social Workers, Examiner of Social Workers. Mm-hmm. A psychologist it actually provides counseling but cannot prescribe medication. Okay. A psychiatrist is someone that provides counseling and can prescribe medication. They have also been to medical school. Okay. 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 So they they are a per, per se physician mm-hmm. um, that can prescribe mental health medication. Okay. And so that's kind of how you gauge um, looking for someone, and, and then to check their credentials. Mm-hmm. Now you may find somebody that's a psychologist. Not that I'm knocking online degrees, mm-hmm. but um, I would I would check out. I, and I'm, I would even I even go as far as to look at what their program look like. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. A lot of times that, that information is listed mm-hmm. on our um, on our profiles when you look us up. Mm-hmm. So, so that- our school, our licensure is there. Or a lot of times if they have um, liability insurance. So those, you want to you want to make sure that you're with someone that has some really good credentials. Well, I, since you brought up about medication, if I think I need medication, mm-hmm. do I? only go see a psychiatrist can i come to you you know how how does that work in terms of you know when you need when somebody needs more than counseling you know do you work with somebody how does that work how we get the good stuff girl (laughs) (laughs) i actually work with um several either nurse practitioners or psychiatrists that i refer to i am not one that would that i'm able to prescribe medication i don't want to go to medical school when I'm done with this DSW, I am done. Okay. <laughs> you play this tape back if you want to. If somebody says I'm going back to school again, be like, no, remember on uh July 2nd, July 2nd at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, you said you weren't going back to school. So, yeah. Yeah. so um I, I'm not interested in in writing any prescriptions, but I do have um several trusting people that I refer to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that they're not going to send you on a um, a medication roller coaster because they sometimes they'll well let's try this well let's try that and let's try this and let's try no I, they're they're usually pretty spot on um, 
maybe within a couple of tries, but I refer out. Um, there's a psychologist would also have to refer out mm-hmm. to, um, and you can even go to your regular practitioner doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recommend it. I only recommend going to your regular practitioner if it is a crisis moment and we can't get in with the psychologist, I mean, with the psychiatrist mm-hmm. uh, within the next week or so. And, and, you know, I know you're needing something. Mm-hmm. I recommend that you go to your general practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually not my first. It is only in a crisis time that I will say go to your general practitioner to see if he can prescribe you something. Yeah. And so psychiatrists and nurse practitioners who are, because the boards, because they can be board certified in psychiatry as well, right? Nurse practitioners. Thank you. I knew it was I knew it was a terminology. Mental health nurse practitioners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. If anyone knows of a mental health nurse practitioner that needs a job, I'm hiring. Ah, see, look at there. Put that out there. Put that out there. <laughs> yeah. We yes, that that is very very helpful in practice. Yeah. Um, to have one on staff and you don't have to refer out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We can we can collaborate together. Um, and a lot of times, even when I refer out, I still collaborate with the prescribing physician. Mm-hmm. Um, have my client to sign a, a release of information mm-hmm. and um, refer out to mm-hmm. the home. So. Okay. I'm going to ask one more question because I kind of got us off topic, but it, it's okay, it something that that is germane mm-hmm. to the discussion, you know, because um, and this may be something that we talk about later, uh, but just, you know, with our regular or uh, uh, health, uh, typically our insurance is going to cover it. Some plans have mental health coverage while others don't, you know, how do you find, or what do you find um, mental health coverage as a barrier, uh, insurance coverage as a barrier to people seeking the help that they need from mental health professionals? For me, usually not. Okay. Um, My motto is if you need the help and your finance is the only thing that's keeping you from coming, Mm -hmm. I need you to still come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm still going to eat. I'm still going to be able to pay my staff mm-hmm. with, you know, a couple of folks that are saying I, I can't afford to come or I don't have the insurance or my, or it doesn't cover. So my thing is, I'll put it back in you. I'll say, what can you afford? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so you'll give me a price and, and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. But I don't want someone to not get the help based on I can't afford it. If that's the if that's the number one excuse you have, mm-hmm. I need you to take that off the list if you come in to see me. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Awesome. So now let's get back on track. Let's get back. Come <laughs> on. We're supposed to be talking about what is spirituality. And I started asking yeah. all this stuff. But it just, I was like, you know, I just inquiring minds want to know. And this is a conversation. This isn't scripted. I hope y'all see this isn't scripted. This is conversation. And because we just girlfriends talking about something that's really, really important. So I, I know I took us, I took us off on another direction. Okay. But now I'm going to get us back on path. I'm just going to sit here and sip my wine and you can tell us all about what is spirituality and what does it mean to us? And what you want to take away from that? I will tell you what spirituality means to me. Okay. okay. And so spirituality means to me is having a connection with the higher power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that I am in church every Sunday, mm-hmm. or every Wednesday night, 
Now we, you know, when I was growing up, like we was in church every night. Mm-hmm. Like we was in church Sunday, Sunday night. Uh, did we go to church on Saturday? Sometimes we went to church on Saturday night. It was mm-hmm. Monday night, Tuesday night. We had choir rehearsal. Wednesday night it was Bible study. Thursday night it was youth rehearsal. It, I mean, it was like every night. But that you can be in church every day of your life and still not have that connection. Connection. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a higher power or that sense of being or belonging or finding a place of doing good to others. Um, you can be the meanest person. I've seen some of the nastiest folks just be in church all the time. All the time. You, you, don't, you don't have a heart of God at all. Yeah. And and so, um, and I say God because that's what I believe in too, Stephanie. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But but you don't you don't have a heart of of b- doing well toward anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just mean and grouchy and complaining all the time. You don't I'll, find I'll, good like I said, in that constipated and need a little X lax, you know. Right. <laughs> so, so I for me, it, it is about your works. Uh-huh. That is my sense of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Is finding good. And something every day to either do for someone or do for yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is finding a purpose and living that purpose, fulfilling yeah. that purpose in life. Yeah. Every last one of us, and I said I read this broadcast. Yeah. Every last one of us have we have a gift, and yeah. so have we found that gift? Do we expound on that? Gift? Mm-hmm. And I do believe that gift is either different from God, a higher power, the universe. And and how do we how do we implement it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. where where do we um, give back that gift of life that was given to us? I wake up on the morning and I say, "Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that I was chosen in this universe to be a social worker." Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I get, I have the opportunity every day to impact someone's life. Mm-hmm. And so everything that I speak, I have to be careful mm-hmm. because I can either speak life mm-hmm. or I can speak death. There's, there's a, a pop, was it life and death and the power of your tongue? Mm-hmm. I mean, I said that wrong. Power, yeah. Yes. Y'all yes. Know? Because so, I mean, our, our words and what we speak, not mm-hmm. only to each other, but what we speak to ourselves. And speaking yes. of speaking, I'm going to continue the conversation, but I just want to say at this point in the in the show, I want, to, want you CEOs to take yourself off mute because it's all about our voices and all about having a conversation, being a part of the conversation. So we will be taking guest questions. So if you do have a conversation or a thought, uh, please share it. And because this is a sensitive topic, if it is something that you would much rather not post, you can message me. I'm Stephanie D. Barnes, because of course, you know who I am on the Facebook thing, because you're on my Facebook live, but just message me and I'll read your question for you. But we want you to be a part of the conversation. So if you've got a, a burning question or just a comment, something that you want to add, please do so. Because remember, your voice matters, so take yourself off mute. Um, so, so back to... Um, you know, talking about speaking, you know, we do have to be careful about what we speak into each other, what we speak into ourselves. And and I truly believe that speaking is so powerful. And, you know, because 
depression is something that, you know, that I've battled with for years. It's something, you know, that, um, that I've, that I've struggled with. And I know for me, but for the grace of God, you know, I would not be here, you know, because I've, I've, I've experienced some, some lows in my life, you know, and I, and I feel like I, <laughs> I've been like, it. I call it a season of Job, but not only that I get kicked off my, that I fall off my horse, but my horse ran over me and kicked me in the chest, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and it's in those moments of, of feeling low that because if I did not have a, a spiritual connection, mm-hmm. if I, if I did not have this, I mean, you know, cause um, one of the things that, that I profess and, and have to speak aloud is that, you know, cause a lot of times I'm like, God, you tripping, right? You tripping. Um, I don't need this lesson. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I don't need to be put through the fire. I'm fine. Uh, but I trust you. And and because I have that faith and that connection, it helps me to redirect my uh, vision beyond kind of the, the low moment to know, not to think, not to question, but to know that even though I may be in the valley, that there is a mountain, there, there is, there is a high. And so I think, you know, for all of us, cause we are all dealing with something or will deal with something at some point. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, it, the, the magnitude is irrelevant because at that moment it's the most important thing that we're experiencing. And so we've got to figure out how to, you know, tap into that spiritual connection that allows us to transcend this, these earthly um, challenges so that we can get to our better. And, and so I think, you know, this is, this is just something that's so important, which is why, you know, in debuting this show, we, we, we started with talking about this issue of mental wellness, because one, I need to hear for myself, you know, <laughs> you know, cause we do, we do, we need to reinforce that. But I do think it is something that all of us as women, need to embrace and that is that um you know our minds are our most powerful assets because it governs all of our decisions which governs all of our actions which governs all of our outcomes (laughs) yeah so so once we figure out this whole spirituality thing and we figure out you know what i need to have a connection with a higher being or i need to have uh, you know, this, um, I, I, I need, you know, it, I, I need to know that it's not just me by myself. You know, how do we, what do we do with that? You know, what's the next step or kind of just, you know, I was thinking steps. So I, I apologize for that, but you know, what, what do we do? How do we go beyond just praying and meditating to, taking advantage of, of the gifts, as I say, that God has for us in, in mental health therapy, treatments, and professionals. And so uh, we were just talking about this in our um, staff, in our vision board party um, Saturday. And, um, you know, going from one step to the next and processing along. And so the one thing that stood out in our party was, um, was going theme was trust the process. Mm. Jesus. A lot of times we don't trust the process. Um, so even when you're going, um, you're when you're combining your faith and mental health treatment, what's the process? Mm-hmm. What's the process that those things go together? 
and, and using both of them. Um, I, I would say the, the more help we have, the merrier we are. But trust the process and, and use them both in conjunction. Um, yes. And I have to go back to Miss Wendy um, and, and say, you know, when she said exercising both brains and her spirituality. So um, we have to have sense enough to say, I need something else mm-hmm. and step out and, and seeking some professional help yeah. in a combination with your spirituality. Yeah. And that could that could be just being connected. And sometimes you can't be connected if yeah. you're not stable here. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That is true because, you know, <clears throat> that's why I always um, focus on how important our minds are. And I know mm-hmm. I've, I've said that a couple of times, you know, even tonight, you know, it is our most important asset because it's the beginning and end of everything that we do. I mean, our, our lives are created in our thoughts. It takes a thought to do something. It takes a thought to not do something. And when when our thoughts are not developing in a healthy environment, well, that naturally means that we can ready to do some jacked up stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. if, if you are, are emotionally broken, if you are, um, you know, mentally broken, it, it is inevitable. It is inevitable that you're going to make bad decisions. Because mm-hmm. um, I was... Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but there was this, um, and this is kind of a not related, but but illustrative point. So I'm gonna try to keep it tight, so because you know I will take us off on a on a whole other tangent. But it was a clip on Facebook, and it was this young man who was taping or or uh, recording a conversation between him and a young woman, and in this conversation, he was telling her. He was not ready for a relationship. Uh, he was not good for her. He he really didn't think that they should be together. And the whole time I mean, he's telling her this, this is this is something that he is stating as the affirmative. And the whole time she's kind of countering it and trying to, you know, um, say, no, that's not really. It's OK. I love you. I want to be with you. And I'll, I'll stop the story there just to say that. When you are emotionally broken and emotionally needy, and you're not getting your spiritual and mental needs met in a healthy way, it weakens you to succumb to that type of of of, of I won't say disrespect or just kind of that type of unhealthy toxic situation. That's the, that's the the answer I want to say. You accept anything, you accept anything because you need it because that's right. the thing that we have to face that as as CEOs, you know, we are still women because we can be we can be burning it up in the boardroom, burning it up in the C-suite. I mean, making all kinds of money, doing all kinds of things. But if at the heart of us, we are broken then we don't truly enjoy everything, which is why it is so important. That's why we've got um, a few more episodes on this. Not uh, we're going to talk about mental health in, in, in different different uh capacities because we've got to be psychologically mentally strong in order to be the best CEOs that we can be. So, you know, we've gotten to almost the end of the hour and, and it's always, you know, it's just kind of right when the conversation gets going good is it, it, it gets to the end. But, you know, this, this, uh, this is a, a show um, that, that has a beginning and an end, but the conversation doesn't have to end. You can continue to put, your comments in the feed and we will stick around a little bit later and, and answer those. 
But I just want to thank all of you for joining. I thank you so much, Sheila, for your transparency. Y'all, let's give her some look. Cause y'all know you can hit the little the little love button. Hit the little love button now. Now give her some love. We want to see some hearts uh, because she's been transparent with us. She has shared with us things to do. Because remember, we want you to feel something, learn something, do something. Hopefully you feel compelled and you feel inspired to know that, you know, if you listen to Sheila's story, Wendy has shared hers. I've shared a little piece of mine. You know, you you can be inspired. Hopefully you've learned something about, you know, how to find a mental health uh, professional and, and the different kinds, as well as just the different aspects and intersection between spirituality and your mental health. But here's the most important thing. Y'all do something. If you are experiencing depression, reach out to someone, someone you trust, someone who is equipped, always is equipped to handle your need, but don't sit in the darkness thinking that you have to go through this all alone. So I just want to thank you again, Sheila. And I just want to close out uh, by just allowing you again to tell us how to get in contact with you, any closing thoughts that you have. And uh, and again, just thank you so much. Remember, y'all, give her love. Show the little, hit the little love button down there. <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> I am so excited. Dr. Barnes, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my story on this platform. Um, I have such an amazing staff. And I will say, earlier last week, um, I, I called a prayer circle in, in my office. And, and so we, we still believe in the power of prayer, even in, in the mental health office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, had, had a cry session because there was just some things we kind of transitioning, going from, you know, working for an employer to stepping off into this broad thing of really being a CEO. And, and that can be sometimes scary. So I called a prayer meeting and yeah. bam. You better we take it to the Lord in prayer, life. Jesus. Yeah. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Share with us how we can keep in contact with you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. This is how you keep in contact with me. Um, You can go on our Facebook page, which is River Psychotherapy Services. I am also personally listed as Sheila, the therapist. Instagram page is also River Psychotherapy Services. Um, You can reach us at 707-728. 5131. And people ask, well, why do you have a 707 number? Because 728-5131 was my daddy's home house number. Yeah, and I like sevens anyway. Sevens, I think, seven, I think, is a great number. Thank you so much, Sheila. We thank you so much for joining. Of course, y'all, she will be back. So as she exits the stage, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's show her some love. And I also want to just give another thank to our sponsor for tonight's episode, C-Suite Women's Academy. So remember, if you want to learn real strategies to help you to be a real CEO of your business, please go to bit.ly forward slash real CEO. That's B-I-T period L-Y forward slash R-E-A-L-C-E-O, baby. Don't put the baby on there. That was just me. But anyway, thank y'all so much. We really appreciate you joining conversations from the C-suite, the girlfriend's guide to being a CEO where women 
we have the power to create, the power to share our stories and uplift each other in our conversations. So remember, we want you to feel something, learn something, do something, make sure that you make a CEO move, create your own circle of influence, educate and empower yourself for elevation and operationalize what you have learned to optimize your outcome. You like that alliteration? Y'all know I'm an English major. I had to put that in there too. So we want y'all to make those CEO moves. So again, whether you report to a CEO or you are the CEO of a business, you are the CEO of your life. So take these strategies, capitalize upon them to create the life you desire and deserve. And remember, the power is not in the conversation, but in the CEO moves that you make. Don't just talk about it. Be about it, baby. Don't just wait. Remember, wait broke the scale. Now is the best time to do what you need to do. So remember, your life is the product of your choices choose to be the CEO of your life. I am Dr. Stephanie D. Bonds, and it has been my pleasure to host another episode of Conversations from the C-Suite, where real women have real conversations about the real things that's happened in our life. See you next time on the next episode. Until then, remember your life is a product of your choices. Choose to be the best CEO you can be. Until next time, bye-bye.